You're listening to the Best Box Podcast, where we talk about how to build healthy businesses and communities in the digital era. Hosted by tech entrepreneurs Tony Holbrook and Nicole Moore, and produced by photographer and musician Jake Warren, we share insights on how to connect, serve, and grow so you can thrive as a digital entrepreneur. All right, everybody, welcome back to this week's episode. Uh, This is going to kick off our little mini, actually, maybe not kick off. This might be our second episode um, in our little mini Pride Month um, episodes. We're really excited today. Uh, We have Tony and I hosting, and we have some guests, Flick and Emma. So welcome. Hello. Thank you. Great to have you guys. Uh, So we know, um, we met Emma through Flick. We know Flick from um, being a member with us. I was thinking about it today. I think you might have been a member at campus maybe before Tony and I ever even. 2016. 2016. End of 2015 was when I first came to campus. Yep. Then you win. You're the veteran. Yeah. Yeah, so it was around 2015, 2016 when I came for a little bit, and then um, and then you joined us back once we took over the gym a couple years ago. So we're going back quite a few years now, um, yeah. which is really awesome. So we're excited to have you. So um, let's kind of just start uh, flicking Emma. So why don't you tell us a bit about yourself? So I'd love to know a bit about each of you and then how you guys met. So uh, we're both um, British, um, been out in Canada now since well on and off really since kind of 2012 um i'm a snowboard instructor in the summer uh, in the winter rather and a gas fitter in the summer and and we met in australia didn't we we did yeah we were uh, doing our farm work as part of our uh, visa requirement in australia and flick basically spent a solid two weeks throwing eggplants at my head uh, <laughs> and uh, did that and then we hung out for a while and then disappeared off to japan for two months i was like okay that's cool <laughs> and then came back to where i was in australia and just never left awesome. i just moved myself in i was like i'm coming to visit you for a weekend and then never left (laughs) awesome awesome when was that when did you when how many years ago was that now that was 2019 yeah three years ago you guys lived in a few different places then since then so um australia originally how did you guys get back to bc and then maybe where you guys are now we had uh, initially planned to go from Australia to New Zealand um, and then Flick was missing snowboarding. So we decided to come to Canada, but it was only going to be for kind of like a six month kind of thing. Do the do the snowboard season, uh, go on a road trip and then head to New Zealand. And then COVID happened and we we're like, OK, we're staying in Canada because we're not going back to the UK. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, we, for, we kind of spoke with an immigration lawyer and she explained... Um, the easiest way to for our permanent residency for us was going to be through Emma and her work. So mm-hmm. she basically worked on a job that she hated um, for 12 months. And then at the end of the 12 months, um, when we kind of got all of our residency stuff together, um, it was like, well, find any job that you want and we'll go and do that. So on a bit of a whim, Emma applied for a job in the Maritimes as a bit of a joke and then six weeks later we moved to the Maritimes which was great because we didn't know where it was yeah. and necessarily heard of New Brunswick <laughs> and people kept asking us where we were going and we'd be like 
Moncton, you know, kind of like it was a question, like, is that really a place? <laughs> I think that's where we're going. But Emma does um, like quality assurance in food manufacturing, and this is just an incredible opportunity for you. So here we are in the market. It's, it's, half, it's halfway to Britain already, right? Yeah. Half to travel. It's, it's actually cheaper for us to fly to the UK and it less uh, and less time than I came back to BC to snowboard in Big White over winter and it took me it would take me less time and less money to fly to the UK than it does to get back to BC. Doesn't surprise wow. me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty far. Yeah. Oh, it's good. So um how did you both get kind of started in CrossFit? I know we kind of just shared, like you were an athlete alongside us seven years ago, um, but love to know kind of how you got started in CrossFit and Emma, where your CrossFit story started. So, Well, I started, I'd done, um, I lived out in Dubai for a long time and I did a ski season in Japan and I finished those and I was about maybe 240 pounds ish because I drank a lot and partied and I got back to the UK and my life was kind of a bit of a of a shambles and my older sister is a elite level CrossFit athlete she's done regionals she's been to the games and all of that and she basically said you need to get your life together why don't you come and try this at the gym with me um and I did and I loved it and I've been doing it kind of sporadically around ski seasons ever since but ever since I've been like I just yeah I love it and it's helped me lose like I'm like 80 kilos now so a lot a lot <laughs> like about or about 65 70 pounds ish since then so nice. and then to woo Emma I <laughs> took her to the gym to show her how strong I was <laughs> <laughs> so I was uh, I was very much a runner who had never been in a gym, and then in in the process of uh, a flip trying to impress, we went to a gym. Which I think she trying to impress and me just trying not to look like a weed uh, both went far harder than either of us should have. And I honestly suffered for about three weeks afterwards. I was unable to lift my arms above my head. <laughs> Didn't go back to the gym for a while after that. <laughs> and then eventually uh, we were working um, a ski season in Australia um, and had limited access to kind of much in the way of fitness. And so I started going to a gym up there and uh, it was a bit of a, a bit of a more gentle introduction that time, but, but a, a little bit less brutal. <laughs> do, you, do you remember the first gym, Emma? <laughs> yeah, I don't think I'll ever forget it. It was like a real seedy kind of looking place, like a almost like a uh, like a back street, like someone's just made it in their garage kind of thing. <laughs> Typical CrossFit gym. And what what city was this in? Was this uh, on the island or? Uh, this was uh, so that was uh, still in Australia. That was in Bundab a, a town called Bundaberg, which is um, it's it's okay. quite a place. Okay. <laughs> it's yeah, it's the it's the meth and murder capital of australia so when she says cd garage gym it was it was a cd garage gym okay okay that's all right 
everyone's got their stories behind each of these <laughs> right so yeah. but obviously it didn't scare you away you you kept coming back in some way shape or form right yeah yeah it took a little while to come back after that but yeah when we when we when we got back into a gym again it was uh yeah it was it was better and then uh yeah since then we kind of then veered to the more kind of class style of gym and then eventually when we had access to a crossfit gym we went to a crossfit gym and i was like ah oh, this like, I, I can work with this this is good like there's the <laughs> you know i can still move my arms afterwards and uh, every, everything seems a little bit more controlled and a little bit more measured so i <laughs> found the flow <laughs> awesome awesome um i thought that was like a cool part like one being friends with you guys and like having you guys on and chatting with you, but I had a feeling you guys have been to like a number of different CrossFit yeah. gyms, not even across Canada, but like in the world, that'd be really cool to kind of sprinkle into this because that's unique. I don't think that's necessarily, um, I think you guys have said more places than I've ever traveled already in this <laughs> podcast, um, which is exciting. And so as we kind of jump into a little bit more kind of questions about your experience, um, as a queer couple or as queer people um, going into gyms, um, you know, where I mentioned where we are interviewing the the Out Foundation or would have by the time this out uh, this uh, this podcast comes out, um, and they do a, they're a foundation dedicated toward making spaces more inclusive. Um, yeah. And I'm not sure if both of you are aware, but um, I am also queer, and I think we had an interesting um, a few months ago. We had a member who was an in, coming in for an intro. Um, and he booked his intro and then reached out and said, Hey, actually, like, is this a safe space for me? I'm actually gay. And at the time Carter's like, Oh, it's actually perfect timing. One of the owners has just come out. Um, so heck yeah, it's a safe space. Um, but that kind of brought up just like, what are gyms doing just to make that? I mean, for me, I'm like, Oh, of course, like, of course it's a safe space. Like I'm not even thinking about it. Come on in. But just yeah. actually like, those are things that people are thinking about potentially coming into spaces. And I think these podcasts, like I mentioned, you know, this is a lot of gym owners um, and coaches and personal trainers that listen to our podcast and just any kind of like knowledge. I think, you know, hearing people's stories and experiences, like the good, the bad, the ugly, the epic, like the epic, what we hope it's going to be our goal for this is that hopefully people can take little bits of it um, and sprinkle little things into their business that they can do to make people feel more welcome. Um, and I think we're going to, we're going to learn that ourselves of how we can do that in our own gym and want to kind of spread that um, to other gym owners as we kind of, uh, of go. So yeah, so with that kind of being said, um, we'd love to kind of hear a bit about your experience in the CrossFit gym space. So I mean, I was going to say, you can list out all the ones you've been to. I mean, that could be a whole episode. I feel like you've been to so many, but kind of from that perspective, um, how different maybe experiences were and like what, what each city was kind of like and how it was finding community. Um, so yeah, maybe share a little bit about some of the gyms, whether you want to name them or not, um, that you've kind of been to and what your, your experiences have been like. Well, we've, when we went to, we went to a functional fitness gym um, in Australia that was not uh, didn't wasn't classified as CrossFit. They didn't pay the affiliate, but it was it was a CrossFit gym, and we um, we actually had to, that was kind of a really like a really good, really positive um, experience like in Australia for us. But we weirdly we did I think it was in Sydney. We were staying in Sydney for a little bit, and we'd gone to a gym and I think I'd got there first or something and I kept saying my partner it like referring to Emma and the guy the coach was just like your friend your friend I'm like no my like, my partner like, <laughs> so, like one time you'll kind of let it slide and it's like 
No, my partner. And Australia is a little bit funny in that respect. It's, as a nation, not necessarily the most open, I would say. But in, like, here in Canada, we've had no issues at all. And we're quite, like, a an affectionate couple. Like, we'll be... I mean, you've seen us at the gym. Like we're <laughs> hello. <laughs> like we right encourage next. each other, right? Yeah, and so most gyms here in Canada have kind of been they've been really good, haven't they? Everyone's been sort of super, super open. We were at, oh, Emma's going to get a cake out the oven. Um, <laughs> we were at a gym called Anchored Athletic in mm. um, on Vancouver Island, and they were. Uh, great really 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 great um but I think any kind of we've been lucky in respect that any kind of we've never had any homophobia directed at us in the gym like we've had it directed at us in the street like everybody kind of within our community but we've been lucky enough never to have that in the gym and the gym that we're at at the moment is like like uh, the, the guys that own our gym are just brilliant like absolutely like fantastic aren't they with with that sort of thing and I think maybe Emma less so than me but I'm very I will go in and I'll be like this is who I am and I'm going to be this here if you have a problem with it then let's then I'll deal with it rather than I guess it's yeah rather than asking is this a safe space for me I think I tend to go in and be like this is my space and I'll deal with it but I think as a woman, it's easier than it would be. I've never, we've, there's a couple, there's another couple of gay couples at our gym, mm. but it's all women. I don't think I've ever really had any, like, interaction with gay men within the CrossFit gym. So I think potentially it's just slightly easier for us. We're, rightly or wrongly, we're more accepted within society, mm-hmm. which sucks, but, I mean, not for us. <laughs> I, think, uh, I think a huge thing is, like, not making those assumptions like not assuming that my partner is male because I'm a woman like just saying your partner rather than your boyfriend or something like that because that's something that not even not specific to gyms but just in everyday life it's a it's a situation that we find ourselves yeah, in a lot, quite a lot. <laughs> and sometimes you're like, I can't be bothered to come out to you today yeah. so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go along with what you say yeah but, yeah <laughs> for sure and I think you said something right there like I feel like Everyone's like, oh, you've come out now. It like must feel so good. I'm like, it really never stops. It's like no, every ever. time you're in a new situation with a different person or anything like that, um, it, it's kind of ongoing. And like I said, sometimes you're just like, it's yeah, not today. Like not, yeah. not today. But um, I think those two kind of things I heard you guys say is like it, validating when someone says partner, not yeah. being like, oh, your friend, your brother, your like mom, yeah. you know, like validating that word partner and accepting that and then just not making the assumptions um I think are really like helpful things and just like basic reminders to kind of hear for sure yeah well I like what you said about like don't make the assumptions because I actually I worked with a guy at uh MEC who was British as well and he forever called his wife his partner and this is how he first introduced it and the conversation never came up I never knew whether his partner was a male or a female and it didn't really ever come up in context or whatever. And then one time he brought her out for dinner and this was the first time that I had understood that. Right. And so like, I think that's a good point that 
whether people call themselves like a partner or however they describe it, it doesn't really change any of the context or anything for people, right? It's just, that's how they've chosen to describe it. And it doesn't really change anything for, for that side of things. Right. So I just kind of learned from, from a fellow British person who maybe picked up that slang, right. That's just how he described his partner. So Mm -hmm. my mom, my mom's always referred to her partners, her, her, boyfriends as partners I said that to her like as a teenager I'm like mom you know like a lot of people probably think you're like you're gay and she's like oh okay and I'm like yeah like, oh, on. Like, short hair and I'm like you fully you know so I think for me it was it becomes I weirdly it's it's almost more like becomes a more serious relationship when you say partner over girlfriend and boyfriend and I guess within the gay community because we weren't able to get married and things for so long that that was like a a differentiating between this is my casual relationship my girlfriend whatever like and this is my partner would be my wife but the law says no type of thing um and yeah it happens a lot I'll go my partner oh what does he do (laughs) Right. And sometimes, one time when we were in Australia, in fact, I said it once, I said, oh, my partner, and the, my partner works for such and such, and the lady goes, oh, yeah, what does he do? Oh, what's his name or something? And I couldn't be bothered to, like, explain. So I said a random man's name, and then she gave me a really, really funny look and, and kind of, like, half-stopped the conversation. And I mentioned it to Emma, and she's like, oh, yeah, because I work with an old guy with that name, and he's got, like, three teeth. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Really grey hair, that's like, brilliant. <laughs> Got yourself a catch. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's amazing. <laughs> so kind of kind of building on that then, the next kind of question was like, what can a gym do to be more inclusive? And I think you shared that for the most part, which is like amazing to hear in the in the CrossFit and gym space, and that's what we would hope, that it's been like really like you kind of said, it's been brilliant and a really great experience. So um and I think you said part of that like was you just show up and you're like, sup, like this is me. Like this is me. You know, if there's gonna be a problem, let me know now, but I'm gonna be me. Um, but I'm sure there's also some things that you've experienced that a gym's done and you kind of shared about your gym now. So yeah, some things that a gym can do to be inclusive, maybe that's part of like some of your specific experiences that have made you be like, heck yeah, this is a good place to be in. The gym that we were at uh, on the island anchored, um, I know it sounds daft, but they featured us a lot because I guess we are so kind of like close and touchy and we will kind of stand there and hold hands during the, like the, the whiteboard talk and all that. And they featured us a lot, didn't they? On their Instagram of like, like bigging us up as a couple and Mm. our progress at their gym. And it was so nice that this was because obviously everybody in the gym knows, but the fact that they were kind of prepared to, to to step up and throw it out there for anyone to see and be like, you know, this is our gym and these are our members and we support them and like all sorts of stuff that make like little funny memes of us like holding hands during a workout on like Valentine's Day and that sort of stuff. But they were they really championed us and they weren't scared to do so, which like it it, it means a lot. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, just feel like feel supported and feel like it's okay to be who you are. Like mm-hmm. that's, that's a, a positive. Def- 
that's a big part right like like you mentioned that that you just want to be able to go in and be honest and not have to like pretend anything right and so it feels like at anchored athletics you guys were able to just like unapologetically be yourselves whether that be you know this side of things or just being loud and like you know energetic and boisterous and like all that stuff you got to be who you were right and they mocked us for it like don't get me wrong <laughs> Absolutely, and we, rightly so. Yeah, we got so much flat from everyone, but it was never in a. I feel like had somebody in and said yeah. something horrible to us, that entire gym would have been like, no, that's mm. you know, everybody in there would have had our backs, which is really, and it's you know the same, the same at the one that we've got now. The guy that owns the gym now, we're at one called Raise the Bar, and Dave, he joked all the time because he's got a lot of gay members, and he's like. Just gonna start advertising myself as a gay gym. <laughs> like, he's brilliant. Well, that's see, that's an interesting question for me as a gym owner because it was like we're gonna talk to another organization called the Out Foundation, which like kind of helps, I think, kind of promote and connect and like sort of just make aware of like facilities that are uh, open-minded and receptive to these kind of things. So, like, how much does that? matter to you like when you moved to your new town and you had to pick from like the the gyms around you was that part of your decision making process like who was inclusive or who was not how did you go about that I think for us it was how they made us feel when we walked in Mm, and we walked into the gym that we're at now like raise the bar and we looked around a few different gyms kind of where we are and we just walked in and everybody was just like cool hey this is who you are welcome this is who we are like enjoy and we we looked at a few that were not not necessarily not inclusive but not just didn't didn't feel like that same kind of like friendly welcoming vibe like yeah. just like the, the gym we're at the moment I think we've been incredibly lucky that everyone like is literally like we were we were friends from the, the first minute we walked in and yeah it's definitely not like it's a, a couple of the other places we looked around we, we didn't necessarily get that vibe so I think it's just that it's just a feeling like it's just a, a feeling of like yeah these are this is my people now yeah. <laughs> and it was the same I think the first time I came to campus there was I was staying with a friend um in Langley like down on like 201 um yeah. and there's so I think I googled when I was kind of like researching gyms and things and I googled and there was two or three within like what would have been for me like an acceptable sort of um radius and I went to campus was the first one I went to and I kind of walked into it and I was like oh I don't need to go anywhere else like this is and it's been the same every every time we've been back I've been to campus like that's my like whenever we go but like I love it. Just it's just such a. It's just like going home, isn't it? Like you, you get to walk in and you're like, oh, yeah, I'm back. <laughs> I'm back at the gym. <laughs> I love it. Fine. <laughs> me having not been as regularly, but the times that I have been with Flick, like it's been the same feeling. Awesome. <laughs> I love it. You know, a quote that Tony and I like in in general, whether that's like experience with members with our team, is like success is measured by how you make people feel. Just yeah, to, you know it, that a lot of it isn't like you walked in with the shiny equipment or the great onboarding or the immediate response. All those things are important for to get you into the gym in the first yeah. part. But just like, what was that first initial like the vibe, like the feeling yeah. when you 
walked in. And um, I'm sure that community too has been so awesome moving to another new place. It sounds like you said you were making friends right away and had those community connections. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, we've been we've been really lucky, like moving like moving here. Actually, I redid a workout that I did with you, Tony, a little while ago, and it was still utterly horrific. And I looked back at the picture and it was one of the I'd had a really rough day and somebody had stolen my bike and I'd just had a terrible day at work and I'd gone and I was like I'm gonna have to go to the gym like and I got there and it was me and you and chef Alex and it was one of the most ridiculously horrible workouts that I think I've ever done in my life but that space and that vibe like it just it made such a horrific day like so much better and I think when you find a good gym like that's what it is you get to go and you're like okay I'm gonna feel better because I've worked out and I've watched my friends also suffering (laughs) (laughs) I remember that I remember you coming back coming in because you were pissed that your bike got stolen because if I remember correctly it wasn't a very like fancy bike either no no it wasn't it was just transportation, right? Yeah. <laughs> it was just a pedal me to the gym. <laughs> right. I had to steal my bike. I remember yeah. that. <laughs> oh, serious. I don't remember the workout, though. I think I blacked that one out or flashed uh, it. I can tell you what it was because I redid it. It was okay. 10 burpees followed by a 15-cal row, 30 step-ups, 40 sit-ups, a 30-minute unwrap. <laughs> it was horrible. Oh. Right. Yeah. <laughs> We'll have to feature that one back in and I'll, uh, I'll, yeah. I'll live through that one again for you. Oh. <laughs> is that one, is that a, is that a benchmark workout then? If it's... No, I don't, I don't oh. think so, but it was, I had such a good day. I, I took it like, I took a selfie of us all and I okay. wrote the workout on like on the caption of it and we looked at it, we were looking for a workout and I was like, I remember a horrible one. <laughs> okay. I was like, that's impressive if it's like, if it ended up being a same workout at your gym, but the fact you found that, I'm like, I feel like we need to name it. It needs to be yeah. like, yeah. somebody stole my bike. <laughs> Are you already on it, Tony? Tony's already on labeling it. it. New bench yeah. for the industry. <laughs> oh, it was grim. It was so grim. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Um, okay, cool. So then, you know, that's a lot of really positive stuff. So kind of on the other side, is there anything that you guys want to share in terms of, um, and this could be in like any business, maybe it's not necessarily for a gym, but just things for people to keep in mind of like any experience that has kind of been poor or something that you would like to see more of um, coming into a gym space or a business space. I mean, Emma would like to see less thrusters in CrossFit in general. (laughs) (laughs) I'd campaign hard for that. Oh my gosh, so good, so good. And so you like legit don't go to like any thruster workout. You're like not not doing it today, or you do yeah, it. Honestly, if I if I made the mistake of looking at the workout before class and it's got thrusters on it, I'm I'm not going. <laughs> and I know that's terrible. I know that it's terrible, but I, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> that's awesome. One of the things that especially during pride month that really winds me up and I Mm. is when you see people that kind of don't they don't back up what they say you look at 
and I know that it's not your kind of like local gyms and shops really that do it. You look at big corporations that'll be like, I'm gonna put a pride logo on my thing whilst I fund homophobic politicians that campaign really hard to not let you have basic human rights. Mm. And I think that for me is important. Like if you're gonna advertise yourself as a safe space and things like back it up, like mm-hmm. back back your members up, like shout them out, be proud of them, like it it makes a big difference like especially during pride month and you see it like here you know like you watch the big banks like the td bank here now is covered in pride flags i'm like what have you ever done to back that up like i'm happy to spend my money in an establishment that supports my community as long as they support my community and i think it's a really, really tricky one during Pride Month because I think it's great that it comes to the forefront in every day, kind of like walking down the high street and all that sort of stuff. But I also dislike the feeling that people use it as a like a publicity or, you know, Marketing. to kind of like, get, yeah, like I'm going to use this to gain some brownie points. Like, uh, mm-hmm. like back, back, what, back up what you're saying, you know? Mm-hmm. So we, we can't probably change the Coca-Colas and the Pepsis of the world or the TD banks, right? But through this podcast, at least, you're talking to a gym owner. You're probably going to have other gym owners that you've spoken to, right? And we're just coming into Pride Month. So what are some things that you would suggest to friends and, and colleagues who are gym owners that what could they do to, to help support? I genuinely think, I know we, like, we sort of mentioned it a few minutes ago, but shouting out your, your your queer community on social media using them as part of your kind of everyday these are our members this is what they do like it's great when you know you see it a lot when oh our gym is like super inclusive like look you can get a couple's membership and all of that which is cool mm-hmm. whack a nice picture of of your couples up like not just you know and it, it means a lot it means a lot to to us and I guess to other people especially kind of people that are looking to get into CrossFit, they look at it and they think, oh yeah, that's, that is something that, that is accepted in that space. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's visib- visibility, right? Like just, just seeing other people that like you resonate with that seem like you are part of your community um, yeah. is enough just to be like, awesome. Like just seeing yeah. that and, 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 and not just, I think what you, I love what you shared about at anchor and just, you know, that, you guys weren't only featured during Pride Month. It just was. You yeah. just are. You just are yeah. part of a couple that's there all year round and building on that. And yeah, I definitely have um even coming into this doing like Pride Month episodes, I did a little bit of reading and things like that because it definitely is becoming more and more of a conversation to avoid things like the rainbow washing in terms of just like putting yeah. it up there, every business just stamping it up. I'm like, are you actually supporting it? Or is there any initiatives that you can do to donate to a certain thing? Um, you know, dep- if you're depending on certain things, making sure you're paying queer content creators and stuff like that. So I think that's a good just reminder to bring up, especially while we're, we're in this month and that it should be ongoing. And I think that's a really great example that you've experienced that is just the ongoing support all year round um, is, is what's needed, you know, during, during all the time. <laughs> I think it's queer women as well. We're lucky in the sense that we have. So you have athletes like Sam Briggs, who is incredibly prominent. You know, she is up there with one of the, the elite names that you always associate with CrossFit 
and there's never been any secret that Sam Briggs is gay. Mm. And I think, but there's not that same representation for gay men. Like mm. you don't see the same, the same kind of, and I guess it's the same in all sports. It's far more acceptable to be a gay woman in sports than it is to be a gay man in sports. And it's to some extent, maybe even slightly expected. Like I play rugby and the moment you say to anyone, oh, I play rugby, they're like, <laughs> so I think having that representation as a small business in a gym, like if you can show that representation to that underrepresented part even of our community is great. Like mm-hmm. but I mean I don't really know any gay men that do CrossFit either, so potentially a hard one to find. <laughs> well Alex Smith was the big name that like recently came out, right? Yes. Like he's one of the Smith brothers, right? Ben Smith won the CrossFit games one yeah. year and, and Alec was competing at a very high level for a long time. And it was, I don't know how controversial it was, but it was a big splash anyway when he came out because like his younger brother is this like burly lifting guy. His older brother is this like burly won the CrossFit Games guy. And then Alec had a background in like gymnastics, I think growing up, right? And he's still one of the top 40 fittest guys in the world, but it took a long time for him to come out and sort of do this type of thing. And, And to your point, I haven't heard anything about this from CrossFit in support or detraction or anything, but there has definitely been no spotlight shined on Sam Briggs or Alex Smith or anybody else that I might be missing in this conversation. Like there's just been radio silence almost. Yeah. Maybe I'm missing stuff, but that's what it feels like. Hmm. Yeah. I've not, I know that they, they did like as part of the open at one point you could enter yourself as, as like, Oh, I'm going to compete under the, under like the LGBTQ plus sort of banner. Um, and I think that was maybe for, I don't know if that's a continuous thing or if that happened for one season or, but when they did that, I did feel a little bit like a big corporation just trying to be. Check the box. Check the box. Yeah. yeah rather than it be like a, like a genuine thing. And I think I would, yeah. I'm mm. less like the, to spend my money if if I feel like that, like mm. definitely, definitely. Um, okay, so um, kind of goes. We're kind of covered this, but if you had any advice for a gym owner or coach, would you add anything else to kind of the things we've talked about? Um, whether that is like just a day to day coach experience, or yeah, an owner coming in. But like one thing um, that I would say, so we love to do partner workouts together yes okay and we uh, like last year um there was like the pair up throwdown and it was awesome because it didn't matter if you were like a, a same sex pair or like different sex pair like it you, you could do it regardless and there seems there doesn't seem to be too many of those opportunity around uh, opportunities around for like same sex pairs to be able to compete together and it's something that like, it's something that we would love to do and mm. it's just a shame that the opportunity doesn't come up more <laughs> That's a good point. That, you, that is, yeah. No, we're doing like there's a couple of kind of like local competitions and stuff going on here, and it is all like it's it's always all like male female pairs, mm-hmm. um, because we do love like we will go like on like a weekend we'll go to the gym like out of gym sort of time just to out of class time just to go and do a partner ward because we enjoy that kind of pushing as a couple and and 
working out. I know we wish there was more kind of space for us to do that in a slightly more competitive space way. Yeah. Cool. It's awesome. a good point. I was just going to mention, so we're yeah. doing the, the Can West games. We've got a bunch of us doing that. And to your point, well, there was like, there was a whole bunch of divisions, right? There was teams, there was individuals, there was scaled and everything. There was three person team, even ones, but all of the mixed pairs were male, female. Like yeah. All of them are male, female in there. Right. And that's not to be said that, I mean, it, one thing obviously it would be nice for you guys to be able to do partner workouts together but even as like two friends it might be nice to compete as like two females side by side or men mm -hmm. side by side like to your point but it does always seem to be this like you know mixed uh need or mixed divisions that kind of get thrown out there and it's just a good example that they they don't have one either for this one so it's a good point yeah. Yeah. and i understand obviously there's a certain amount of like if you're going to run a competition you're not really going to be wanting like 10 different divisions like there is obviously um you know like logistics and stuff to think about but i would compete against male female pairs and lose to be able to compete with my partner like it's not it's if you know if you were super serious and wanted to win then great but if you just want to go and have fun like i don't care i compete against two boys like if we're just going to have fun and do something together as a couple that still is a door that is closed to us even mm. like within the community that we go to which mm -hmm. yeah actually yeah. chris and i did a competition uh one time that was mixed pairs and you could do yeah. boys girls you know boy girl didn't matter and we all competed against each other but the way they did that is the boys oh had God. higher weights and the girls had lighter yeah. weights right but you'd still like you were still <laughs> racing head to head and like yeah. even if they had lighter weight they'd still probably beat you I think that opens up another interesting just interesting I don't know where this will evolve in the future but in CrossFit generally there is like RX and then there's a, 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 a female and a male recommended weight yeah. I was actually even thinking looking at it the other day in our own app um, we're using the um, the CrossFit programming right now and it has like ladies weight is this males weight is this and it's even just a conversation of like is that language inclusive enough what about our non-binary folks? Um, what about someone that doesn't resonate with male or female? Like, what is the alternative for that? When we're in the space that we are, we're prescribing weight um, for for those types of things. Like, I don't have an answer for that. It's just interesting, just as yeah. more aware of that, like, you know, that and those, yeah, like labels and, and things like that in, in our space. They, with, so with ours, they, at the gym that we're in now, they never, ever write male female mm. you get the two weights so it goes on the board and it's like 60 so say it's whatever it is and it's like 65 95 mm. at the rx weight and that's all it says rx weight 65 95 and then i think that's really good because you look at them and you're like okay i don't have to necessarily identify these anything to do with my gender this is how I work out as an athlete almost like what I mean for me I I mean I identify like I identify as woman I look at it and I think okay I'm 65 that's that's going to be my one but I think the fact that they don't ever say it never says male female it just says wait wait like yeah and I think even though it's kind of generally unsaid like it's an unspoken thing everybody looks at it and thinks male female nobody says it 
And I think the fact that nobody says it, like people almost to a certain extent stop thinking about it and it just becomes a more. Yeah. Like, and I, I like that. I like that. It, it's, it, and everyone knows kind of what it means, Yeah, but they'll like choose your own adventure. Like if you, yeah, feel much, like, yeah. you do the other one say that's fine. It's, and it's, that's maybe I guess what I was getting to. Is there a way to say it without saying ladies and men? I saw the other day and I was like, oh, that feels weird. <laughs> like, yeah, we have a great men. coach. Ladies we have a great coach called Lucas who will does who does like a lot of the programming and he writes stuff. And he did a a deadlift one the other day and he's like, these are the two RX weights. And he goes like, so this is you know, these are the, the two RX weights that we're using. And he came up to me and he went, go somewhere in between. He's like, neither, neither really, like if neither fit you, it's like go somewhere in between. Like like pick what you want and he's so good with stuff like that isn't he he's yeah, just he like he's the most chill coach i think i've ever had ever he's just but he like he will just walk on and put five extra fives on your bar when he thinks you're not looking <laughs> <laughs> you can still breathe let me pop these on there <laughs> but he's so good at that kind of just choose your own choose your own path which is is nice you know what's interesting is that it's actually harder because I do a lot of like I write programming, I put it into systems. Yeah. It's actually harder to define the male and female and add that yeah. in as a piece rather than just allow it to be two weights. And yeah. so like when we write the programming, I don't write M or F or anything. It's just like yeah. a lower weight and a bigger weight and then probably some scaled versions of that. And, you know, I was thinking at the CrossFit Open, this is really where it starts, right? Like on the CrossFit Open score sheets, they have that little male-female symbol, right? The they circle do, with the they? arrow, right? And it's it's really an unnecessary extra piece, right? Like yes. everybody gets it. And traditionally, it had been maybe the male and female designations. But you can also just put the 95 and the 65 and everybody yeah. knows without necessarily narrowing that down, right? Yeah. And like if you think about barbells now, there's traditionally there used to be a male and a female's barbell, or at least people yeah. referred to it that, right? The 20 kilogram and the 15 kilogram. And now that we have youth classes running so much at campus, the 15 kilogram is no longer a ladies bar. It's the 15 kilogram bar and yeah. the 20 kilogram bar. And there's a lot of, you know, male and female athletes that need to use the lighter bar because it's just the lighter bar. And it really has nothing to do with gender or anything. And so like, I don't know, I just wanted to maybe call that out that like, if the head of our organization and our sport feels the need to define that, the rest of the industry will follow suit. If they yeah. stop and do not necessarily define that and just let it be inferred as, you know, you have the, the, the heavy and the lightweights or however you want to describe it, the industry will follow, I think, yeah. and just allow those things to sort of like be what they are. And I think it's, it's good because, I mean, everybody does know. Everybody looks at it and thinks, oh, the, but everybody is... I feel like gravitates to the weight that suits them rather mm -hmm. than the one that's kind of assigned to them, which I think As is they really, should. They, and they yeah. do it with ours with the, all of our bars are color coded. So there's the, the red bars are the 15 kilo, the black bars are the, um, the 45 pound ones. And then there's the, the lighter, there's the blue bar that I think is 15 pounds. Yeah. And so it's, never like sort of men's or women's bars or anything like that it's like black blue black blue or red like which it's almost like ski slopes hey it's like yeah, blue, it's green, <laughs> like, diamonds, kind of thing, right? like go to the bar and there's one there's a, a couple of guys there that go um that are incredibly strong guys <laughs> 
And there's a, a chap called Kevin who is, he's such a legend and he always goes for the red bar. Like, and he goes, I know that I'm using the women's bar, but I've got little hands. And it's like, mate, you're picking the tool that works best for you. Like, am I going to rip you? Yes, because you're my friend. <laughs> you pick the tool that works best for you. You know, you can, you load it just as heavy as you would if, if it was like, who cares? Um, I love that. Pick, I like the color bars. It's good. I like that it's not pink and blue too, right? Like yeah. that was yeah. in that like instance, yeah. right? But you had black, red, and blue, right? Yeah. So. so it's like blue. Blue's the lightest. So if you're like nice and chill, blue. Like if you're feeling a bit risky, it's red. If you want to die, pick up the black bar. <laughs> there we go. Let's do black diamond and double black diamond. Yeah. Everything CrossFit tied to skiing. There yeah. you go. <laughs> oh, I love it. Awesome, guys. So our last kind of like question, I would love to hear from both of you. If you had one piece of advice for any LGBTQ plus person or athlete looking to get started in CrossFit, any advice for them or what you what you would say? When you walk into a gym, the most like when you walk into a gym, it should matter more that you count your reps properly than who you're sleeping with. Like that's yes. like pretty, yeah. I'm gonna sandbag on you harder for cutting reps than I ever am for who you want to date like and that's the attitude that if you find a gym like that then like that's exactly. your gym also, people care more about that than they do about who you, like who you're sleeping with which is one of the great things about the CrossFit community you're not wrong people do care like <laughs> Don't do that. You can do that. Like, don't cut your reps. That's yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, I see you half squatting, not to death. I'm calling you out. I think going to resonate with that and be like, "You're right." Yeah. Yep. yeah. <laughs> what about you, Emma? Yeah, honestly, I, I agree. I think it's um, it's yeah, it's important that you can walk into a gym and just and just find your people and and. Yeah, I've never I've never had an experience where I've, I've walked into a gym and and not felt not felt like it's not okay to be who I am. And I think that's like, you know, there's <laughs> there's, there's lots of people doing lots of lots of good things, and it's just it's nice that the gym can be a, a safe space and a nice community. And I think one of the great things about CrossFit is it tried so hard to adapt to make it inclusive for everybody like within the movements and all of that sort of stuff there is always an option there's always like if you can't do this then you can do this and i think that that mentality of finding inclusion carries across to the members and carries across to 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 your yeah to your community i mean we have been so incredibly lucky in the gym that we're in like we work out with such an amazing group of people that uh, all there everybody's there because they want to get fitter and stronger and get better and it's such a great it's so scary walking into a new gym like it can be such an intimidating thing especially if your experience of gyms is like your big commercial gym where it's rows and rows of treadmills and and all of that sort of stuff and everybody's kind of in their own space doing their own thing like my advice take the step open the door walk into the gym and you will find such an incredible group of supportive people who will support you in your workouts and just generally in your life mm. like 
love that. So good. Hardest part sometimes just getting started. Just, yeah, just opening the door and being like, okay. I'm here. I'm here for sure. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know about Tony, but I'm very grateful that you guys both love Instagram so much and we get to be inspired by all of your workouts, your sweaty selfies, your <laughs> your guys' outdoor hikes. Like I thoroughly enjoy y'all's Instagrams. Um, <laughs> so we get to see your guys' fitness journey and it looks like a really amazing community um, from the things you guys share. So I'm so glad you have found that in your in your move across country as much as we miss having you. <laughs> yeah, we've been, we have been incredibly lucky. And CrossFit has helped with stuff. Like, I mean, if we go anywhere, Emma will find a hill and we will walk up it. Like we, we have been to like some of the flattest places in Australia. And Emma's like, I found this hill. Like, <laughs> trademark. <laughs> Why are we walking up another hill? <laughs> but it will help you walk up hills. <laughs> Cross it and make you walk up hills. I love it. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for being part of the podcast today. It was awesome. Thank you for having us. Thank you guys. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye.